everyone, welcome back to another episode of Think Chat. Um, Andy, we're talking a bit about all the little things that are happening in the industry mm-hmm. today. Okay, when I call it little, it's not that small. It's actually pretty significant. Um, yeah. So we wanted today to be a little bit about uh, two segments in particular. Yeah. Huge advancements and huge amount of news this week, last week actually, combined two weeks on 3D home printing. Yep. And then I think in the last like four days, three days or something, we saw a lot of announcements on new hardware. New hardware. From a whole bunch of companies. Mm-hmm. So we thought it was wise and probably a good utilization of time to just provide go, an update, go over all these yeah. things. Um, because there are a lot of activity happening in the industry, different segments, but still very exciting. Yeah. Okay. So I'll jump into the first topic today. I think we're going to break it down into homes mm-hmm. an update on homes yeah, and, and then, then we'll go into hardware, all new machine stuff. Yeah. Okay. So we did some digging mm-hmm. homes, 3d printing homes. We've talked about this prior in our previous video yep. and, uh, these typically are machines that print out of like a cement material. Yep. Again, one layer at a time until the object is finished. Mm-hmm. But the conversation this last week has been actually around more about people living in the homes, living in them, delivering yeah. the homes, yeah. less about the actual technology itself, yeah. which is pretty awesome, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and I mean, let's start with the first one out of Europe. Yeah, it's uh, actually it was boasted to be um, one of Europe's actually first three printed. Um, homes right uh it, it's called project milestone and the first house is actually built in netherlands and of all places yes yeah. which is I, I don't know how whether or not it actually insulates you know what the netherlands have been very forefront with regards to adopting technology so mm-hmm. um you know new technology innovations and implementation yeah like the netherlands has actually seen a lot of that uh-huh. before anywhere else in the world. So I'm not surprised. Yeah. So it, it is the same t- technology as we talked about um, in our first episode, which is cement mm-hmm. and um, layer by layer going all the way up. And interiorly speaking, from looking at the pictures, um, it's actually very attractive. It's a very attractive house. Now, are you saying that the layers inside, being able to see the individual layers are attractive or are you talking about the overall layout? The overall layout. Okay, because I remember last time you talking about how you would like the aesthetics to be more like traditional homes. Yeah, I think so. But I I see character in having the individual thick layers exposed. I agree with you. No, I don't agree with you. But uh, <laughs> that, I don't know. It was just, I feel like if it was, uh, just looking at the pictures, if it was a wallpaper, I'd be more okay with it. Mm. I think it's too raw for me. I can see that. I can, I can see that. I mean, but, but what I think is pretty cool is the fact that we're able to see now, like, you know, you know, the saying Norwegian designs, yeah. specific color palettes, yeah. gray, brown, yeah. green, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, that's still very much present in these homes, uh-huh. right? I mean, cement is naturally gray. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't get rid of the color. Okay. You can, you can play around with it a you little bit. You can make it yeah. white, you can make it darker, yeah. whatever. Um, but I think they actually played well upon the aesthetics of yeah. the, the shape. I, and yeah, it's form. pretty attractive, I think. So I think what is actually pretty cool is, um, like we've seen some of these uh, other home projects uh, yeah. you know, in Austin, in the US, mm-hmm. uh, come haven't. up. And, and for me, what was really cool was the fact that now there's people living in it. Yeah, so actually the first tenants actually moved in on April 30th, which is literally a couple of days ago. Yeah. Um, the, 
whole project of this um, new 3D printed house is actually owned by a private company. Mm -hmm. So uh, it doesn't seem like anyone can actually buy an individual unit for themselves right now. Right. So it's all rented out to tenants. Yeah. Uh, whether or not this will be a trend in the future, we don't know. But uh, I also saw a couple of articles this week. I mean, this is not about the topics that we we're covering today, but uh -huh. a whole bunch of articles this week talked about uh, the transformative nature of 3D printing in cutting costs. Or, yeah. Like 40, 50% yeah. cost savings delivered to the consumer. I mean, as last time I checked, there was a whole bunch of places around the world running into housing problems. Yeah. I mean, Vancouver, where we're at, yeah. the homes are crazy. I mean, New York, California, yeah. Austin, Texas, like everywhere. This yeah. is a problem everywhere. And if you can deliver homes quicker, faster, cheaper, assuming that they're just as strong. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, it's a bit different with uh, all the places that we just mentioned uh, because we have a lot of land. Let's say if we're looking at Asian countries, right? Sky rises. How would that translate? Over? It probably wouldn't. Like, yeah. I mean, these are really good for, uh, you know, single builds. Yeah. Right. But like sky, like high rises and skyscrapers. Probably won't work, right? I can't imagine the amount of like how big that future yeah. needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be pretty impressive. Uh, I'm sure we'll get there. I someday. don't think skyscrapers will see this technology change them in any way, shape, or form. At least I can't envision it. But right I can now. I can see components of a skyscraper yeah. maybe, uh -huh. but like three D printed parts need to get stronger. Yes. Right? So, so you know where land is available, North America, anywhere that's not you know condensed. Like yeah. Asia is pretty condensed. Yes. I mean we're like the, Asia is typically like an island nation. You get yeah. you know Japan, you've got Taiwan, you've got the Philippines, yeah. you've got Hong Kong, which is in a on a coast, mm -hmm. uh, and you don't really have much land to expand yeah. into, like. That, that's uh, high density living is a thing yeah. and I'm not 100% sure how 3D printing is going to impact that Yeah. but where you do have land like mm -hmm. Canada, US yeah. all the other places where you can actually like roll in the 3D printer mm -hmm. and just let it do its thing for like 36 hours yeah and you awesome. pay like half the cost for it that, that's that's a dream I mean well for us yeah I, I think <laughs> it's pretty cool assuming yeah. insulation and all that stuff and code and all that's there yeah uh, sign me up, sign me up for a three D printed home. Yeah. Um, I'll probably have to do something about the aesthetics, but yeah, just if, plaster the inside end. Yeah, I mean, if people like Eugene like the actual layers, I mean, I can imagine cleaning being a problem, but yeah. I digress. Um, <laughs> you know, smooth walls are easy. Yeah, right. So, so I mean, that has to be dealt with, and I mean, there's obviously people like you, Andy, who look at that and go, "Uh, it's rough. Yeah. I want it to be different," yeah. and that kind of leads us into the next one, yeah. right? Um, which is a company, I forgot where they're from. Uh, I believe they're Italian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think they're called uh, Mario or they call it Mario or uh, Mario. I, I'm going to butcher his name, but it's Mario Cicinella Architects. Uh, I hope I said it right. But anyway, we'll put an um, overlay on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they actually 3D printed a house in Italy. Uh, took two hour, two, 200 hours to print, but instead of cement, they actually chose clay. Right. The aesthetics um, is kind of kind of cool. Uh, I'll, I'll say this, which is, it it's very rustic in the color palette. I mean, it's clay. It's like yeah. it's, it's brown. I think it looks like coconut. <laughs> <laughs> the shape is very organic. Yeah. Um, and they really didn't use any traditional finishing methods. Everything yeah. was three D printed. Yeah. It, it, they played on the the yeah. design more than yeah. anything. I mean. 
So surely they have like a they have a sky they have a sky mm-hmm. dome on the top or yeah. whatever uh, a light dome on the top to let light in. Yeah. But this thing is a coconut shape. It's it's yeah. round. It's it's circular. It's, it's a dome. Yeah. Um, and the furniture is inside. Some of the, mm-hmm. the shelving. Yeah. Printed actually in the home. Right? Yes. So, like I look at that and I think caveman. Yeah. And I think really rustic, really cool, mm-hmm. really out there. Yeah. Um, crazy concept, but. You don't get that with traditional builds, Andy. No. Like, yeah, you know, you get square boxes in yeah. a home. This is organic shapes. This is I agree with you. Everything that, like, we don't get today. It's innovative, but it. I don't know. This this is totally weird because it's totally not what I'm about to say. Is it seems like we're kind of going back in time. Yeah, there's something. But about then it's that. the like, new, te- it's a new technology, right? If you get what I mean, it's, I it's more like a caveman, like experience, <laughs> like experience housing, and we kind of evolved from that to living in these new modern homes, new modern homes that are nice, elegant, sophisticated. But it's kind of like stepping backwards. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, but man, there's something to the organic design. Like I, yes. I and like I'm, I'm like design is a big thing for me. Yeah. Right. And I, I suppose one part of this project that mm-hmm. these architects, or this architectural firm is doing yeah. is they're invoking a conversation. Number one, like, do homes need to be this way, or can homes yeah. be a different way? Right. You've like, you've probably uh-huh. seen those um, more unconventional homes where they build it into the landscape of somewhere on the on yeah. in the hills. This kind of evokes the same yeah. kind of emotions for me. I think that was what the the, the, the firm was actually right. aiming for. They wanted a natural looking um, building, looking building, which is also why they chose clay, which is literally water and um, clay, clay mixed together. Right? Does it hold? I mean, it should. It, it should. Yeah. Well, after it dries up, clay is supposed to be uh, supposedly pretty. What happens when it rains? Strong. I have no idea. Like baked clay is strong. Yeah, but raw I don't, clay. I don't know. It, it didn't mention whether or not they have to bake it afterwards. Well, how could you? How could you? That's uh, like rolling in a giant oven. Yeah. And you put a giant oh. oven around it. I don't know, but it never said that. Uh, but uh, it did say this whole design was um, very designed very cleverly. Oh, um, yeah. No. Yeah. Anytime, like, you know, traditional manufacturing or even home construction, yeah, yeah. you got to bring in labor. You got to bring yeah. in materials. You got to bring in tradesmen. You've yeah. got to put the fasteners in. You've got to nail things together. You've got to plaster the walls. You got to yeah. put the drywalls up. You got to. Yeah. That's a lot of, of different yeah. things. This is press a button, like design it on the computer. Yeah. Press a button. Yeah. Walk away. Mm-hmm. So this is actually a self-supporting house. Right. It has no intricate, intricate framework at all. I mean, a circle is one of the well, half circle is one of the strongest yeah. shapes, and yeah. I mean this 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 is half yeah. like pretty much a half circle. Yeah. Right? Um. So yeah, they wanted to be all natural and um, also for people that apparently didn't get up to industrial revolu- uh, revolution, like living in some modern homes. modern homes. Like they mentioned a, something like that. Yeah. Like a third world type of home yeah. relief system. Yeah, for people that can access this um, material, actually. I'm going to say that like this design gets the Eugene's approval, like stamp of approval. 
Uh, I guess Eugene, I, I don't know if I can. I mean, I like this is something that's so intriguing to me because, like, we're about to cover Icon, which is another company. Yeah. This is the, the third company. The first one did all of their uh, 3D printed, in, including the roof, yeah. is, is 3D printed. This one is a singular yeah. print, one go, yeah. right? And then, like, so many different approaches, mm-hmm. all correct in their own ways. Um, all does something a little different. Yeah. Uh, and I believe, I want to say this, they all serve a different market. Definitely. Yeah. Right? So, so you never want to build one product. At, like, if you're, in a, if you're in a market and you're competing in, say, modern homes, I'm uh-huh. a company coming in. For me to compete in modern homes, I wouldn't do that. No. I would go in and I would compete in something niche, something yeah. that's spe- you know, specifically that we're good at mm-hmm. and building organic shape that no one else is doing. Yeah. 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 Smart. Smart. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna transition to Icon. Yeah. Because their approach is totally different, at least from what we can find out. Yeah. Right. So Icon, we've covered this before. They're the company that built that home in Austin, Texas. Yeah. In the first episode that we covered. Yeah. And they launched their machine. I think it was a couple months ago, if not last year, sometime. Mm-hmm. And now they're rolling into building homes. Yeah. Um, but they're but not building all of it. It 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 seems like they've changed and taken like a hybrid approach. The foundation of it is 3D printed with right. cement, and then they'll put a traditional constructed piece of a house on top of the 3D printed part. I think this home is more your home. Uh, I, I guess. Because it's like a, yeah. you know what's kind of interesting? You remember how we talked about these machines that are hybrid, yeah. CNC added yeah. many. This, it's like the combination of both. Mm-hmm. You still have your trades from the traditional yeah. construction, but you get the footing, literally the footing of the home built faster, quicker. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you know anything about housing construction. You lay the foundation, yeah. you put the formwork in, you pour uh-huh. your concrete, you wait a couple of days and you go in and you rip it all apart. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot of work. Well, yeah. So if you can print all that at a press of a button, uh-huh. takes like four to eight hours and there's no manual labor ripping things apart. Mm-hmm. That's what it. Yeah. That's what this could do. I yeah. think it's a, like they're looking at this from an augmentation perspective. Yeah. I still remember the Austin home. It was mostly all the walls were printed and yeah. they put in the roof. Yeah. This they printed most of the side walls on the first level. Yeah. And then they constructed a second level out of wood. Yeah. And they just covered it up. As you would normally. Yeah. Which is weird. I mean, it, it's new. It's definitely new. I mean, I think it's more old. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's more old than it is new. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think what's important is that I think you know they themselves too are now getting into the, uh, like they deployed a project yeah. that is now also looking to deliver the the goods to mm-hmm. people. Yeah, I mean all these things are right, yeah. and, and I think that's what is really cool about this three D printing homes um, segment uh-huh. is that I can imagine soon, very soon, people yeah. living inside. Yeah. So well, we already have, as we mentioned uh, earlier, that people are already moving into these homes. Yeah, especially the Netherlands one, with the couple moving in on April thirtieth. I don't know how, what their experience is. Well, um, didn't they say it's kind of like a, it? It it looked like it felt like a normal home. Yeah, and, uh, and they, they love it. They say. Yeah, but a home's a home. Living long term, we'll have to find out. We'll have to find out if there's any like I don't know. 
So Cascadia region, so Canada, West Coast, which is where we live in, yeah. it's an earthquake zone. Yeah. So those homes may not be may not. good. Yeah. Um, again, we have we have code, seismic uh -huh. codes, and all that stuff. So I mean, durability is to be tested. Yeah. You know, the tried and true wood construction framing, all that stuff, tried and tested. Yeah. Whether or not cement homes can be, it's another scenario. Uh, um, I have no idea. Yeah, and I'm not quite sure what Netherlands region is for like seismic activity. I maybe don't not think they have anything. I I don't I don't know. Not but sure. there's also one company that uh, we also looked at is called uh, Mighty Buildings. Hmm. They're based yep. in California, and I actually like their aesthetics. But maybe that's because there's no more 3D printing aesthetics at all. Because they covered it all up. They covered it up. They post processed the whole thing. Do they do the outside too, or just the inside? Uh, it looks like it's just the inside. The photos, the photos don't look like they have the outside. Like on on the outside, it doesn't look like it's layered anymore. But I'm not too sure. But I know they do the inside. Right. I think there is something to be said about getting the products more in line with what consumers are already yeah. familiar with. Well, and I, I mean, yeah, sure. I'm you know very right field. I like the yeah. new things, the things uh -huh. that are more charming and have character. Yeah. And obviously there are people that just like the things that we're so, like the walls behind us, yeah. you know, they're finished. So yeah. smart move, not for me. It's cheap, thousand something square foot, it's like $400,000. I mean, cheap is relative, but $400,000 is still a lot of money, Andy. According, uh, if you compare it to Vancouver real estate, it's cheap. Fair enough, Yeah. fair enough. Okay, on to the next segment. Um, all the activity with regards to hardware, hardware, a lot of new machines being launched in yes. this last week, uh, from the likes of, and I'll just sum it up and we'll go into each of them. Yeah. Um, Stratasys, desktop metal. Yep. And then we just heard some acquisitions like yesterday or a couple of hours ago yeah. by 3d systems yeah. for machines. Yep. Okay. So Stratasys, everyone knows the company. They're one of the biggest, uh, yep. in the world. Um, mostly known for the FDM, so the filament extrusion type system. Yeah. What's interesting is they bought a resin-based company. Yes. Um, and that's typically 3D systems cat like territory. Yeah. And so Origins was required acquired for a hundred million dollars. Mm -hmm. They launched Origin One, a resin-based printer that looks to compete with the likes of Clip, so mm -hmm. carbon 3D technology, yeah. which is continuous. Yeah. Um. If you can't already tell, maybe because I'm not like overly enthusiastic right now, that, this is exciting because 3D printing is moving towards a question of scalability. Yeah. All manufacturing technologies fundamentally have to address this one thing. Can it scale? Like injection molding can scale, CNC yeah. can scale, can 3D printing scale? Uh, the faster the machine, the faster you can go. So yes. this is what's exciting. So this is kind of what makes me kind of like go, huh? Like, Stratasys getting into resin. Yeah. Is uh, is 3D systems gonna get into filament? I mean, why not? I, I suppose the lines are being crossed. Yeah. Uh, and um and having competition, having options is good in any market. That's how you evolve. Yeah. So they bought the they bought Origin, mm -hmm. then they introduced another printer that is by a new technology abbreviation called SAF. Yeah, I have no idea what it was. So this is the one of the biggest problems with the 3D printing world in general. Yeah. Abbreviations. Every company that comes up with a piece of technology, 
gives it a new abbreviation. Yeah. Let me give you an example. FFF, FDM, yep. MLS, M ML, no, sorry, MLDS. Sorry. So this yeah, is that, that's right. Like yeah. SLS, like Fusion Jet, SLA. Polyjet, SLA, Clip, yeah. SAF. Like I can keep going. Yeah. And and this is my pet peeve with regards to the industry, right? And I get why they do it because well, they, they why everyone want. wants to differentiate yeah. themselves. But SAF essentially is a powder-based technology mm-hmm. that uses a binder that binds the powder yeah. and then post-processes it with infrared light. Yeah. It's still a powder-based technology. Yeah. I mean, geez, if I could just call it that, great. But what it's looking to do is address scalability problems as mm-hmm. well, right? Getting close to injection molding type finish yeah. while utilizing 3D printing tech. And if you see yeah. some, if, like if you look at some of the photos, it's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Unprocessed is also pretty nice. Yeah. More like SLS in terms of finish, but I once mean, you actually like expose yeah. it to heat, it turns pretty smooth. Yeah. So, I mean, new technology sounds pretty cool. I don't think it's actually in the hands of any customers yet. I think, yeah, they haven't said how much it is. Yeah. So it's up and coming, but I mean, please, the industry, stop giving abbreviations. <laughs> Like just call it for the technology for what it is, and and I mean I'm excited I'm excited for it. Anytime yeah. there's a new announcement, and I think this is what makes this year interesting and uh, kind of last year as well. That there seems to be huge amount of like really interesting new technology coming around. Yeah, there was also a lot of merges, so technically yeah. we'll probably be seeing more down down the year. Yeah, yeah, and then the last machine that Stratus has launched is a large format FDM machine. Yeah, like I think it prints. I don't even know what the I didn't I, I don't remember I, the I spec, don't know but, the build size. But the photo showed two people hauling yeah, out. Yeah, it was 3D something printer. like was this this like this big. It looked like an engine hood. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, I they call it F770. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Makes sense. It probably is 770 millimeters. Oh, is that is that why that's they usually, name that's it? How, that's how that's how that's how they usually huh. name it. Um, which is like it's huge. Yeah. Um, but again. The world is now starting to evolve. They're getting bigger application, larger objects. Uh-huh. Totally makes sense. Yeah. They're just taking their traditional technology and then making it bigger. Yeah, I'm oversimplifying Stratasys if you're looking. So yeah, yeah. Uh, three new printers just from Stratasys. Um, and then we saw an article, I mean, I saw an article the other day about desktop metal. Yeah. They went public, I remember that, like ago. end of last year, if I remember correctly, if not early this year. And they've been on like an acquisition trail. Yeah. Uh, and so what they identified was wood printing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a metal de- desktop printing technology, fundamentally speaking. Yeah. And I think they also bought a resin printer. I remember covering it a couple segments back. Mm-hmm. But they acquired a company called Forest. Yeah. And Which is for us. Um, and they print with wood powders. Yeah. And uh, then bind it up. Use it, use it with, a, with a glue binder. and. Yeah. They they essentially print uh, yeah wood objects same almost almost identical to the technology of um, polyjet yeah instead of laying like a layer of powder plastic they layer powder a layer of powder wood and then they go in with glue and selectively glue together Mm -hmm. the the parts and you get the object yeah so again a new technology. I mean, okay. It's, it's not new. Okay, I think what's good, at least yeah. when I was doing the digging, is they didn't give it an abbreviation. Like they didn't give yeah. it a fa- some fancy yeah. abbreviated okay. thing. Yeah. But like new materials. Yeah, new materials. Like, 
not really a new technology, but new materials. And in this industry, materials, part of the advancements in the industry of application is material advancements, uh-huh. right? So we've, we've been able to print powdered, uh, sorry, um, wood filament type yeah. materials, but no one has really done anything about powdered wood. So this is actually True. pretty nice. Um, gives you kind of the SLS type of control. Yeah. Well, not SLS, but polyjet, fusion jet type of control with a different material type. Yeah. So I give them props for that. Oh, initially I was like, I looked at it and I was like, I would want one because it actually looks pretty nice. The the stuff that they print. The aesthetics is totally different, right? I mean, we're so familiar to wood. We know what wood feels like. We know the warmth that the color of the wood gives. Mm -hmm. We needed that in this industry for sure. And then the last one was 2D Systems. Yep, which was happened a couple hours ago, actually. Yeah. 13 hours ago. Well, at least I, I saw the article, like, yeah, 12, yeah. 13 hours and, ago. And um, two things they released. One was called Alivi? Alivi? I think they're acquired. Acquired? Yeah, I believe they're acquired. Um, and, well, they, they acquired or partnered. can't remember which one. I, th- oh. I believe the word was, I, I remember reading it, it was, it was acquired. Oh, um, so, okay. So they now owned it own it yeah which is a biomedical printing platform yeah and so they both make machines for bioprinting and the bio ink itself yeah bioprinting is very very early in its days yeah well it's i i do not believe there is a single machine on the planet today that i would say print that organ for me put it in i like i don't think i think it's still in a lot early stages of research infancy i would um, say the technology is definitely yeah. infant infant technology that's kind of funny <laughs> it's in its infancy and there's no testing done yet yet uh, yeah nothing yeah. that i've heard of that is you know 3d printed kidney gone into person yeah i haven't heard that they just all the news that i've heard was just they have successfully Printed cells. Cre- printed cells. Yeah, yeah. Um, or like printed the heart thing. I do believe we'll probably but see printed meat. Before that? Before we actually get functioning organs. It makes total it, sense it to see sense. that beforehand using, you know, bovine well, cells the, and stuff like the that. The whole printing cells and everything, yes, it's taking your cells and everything and less likely to reject it. But right. There's still a lot of clinical trials yeah, before all yeah. that happens. Mm-hmm. But I think we'll see food before that which will yeah. use fundamentally the same technology. So this is all good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then 3D Systems also acquired a, I'm gonna call it a software simulation company. Yeah, software, definitely. And um, what they do is they make a software package that allows people to simulate their laser-based yeah. 3D printers um, before they actually print it. So the keyword here that I got was first time right. Yes. So getting that process, because like when you laser a 3D print and you get it wrong, mm-hmm. it's costly. You wasted yeah. materials, we wasted powder, and then you gotta have somebody go in and clean it. And getting that right the first time is absolutely. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's. I think it's a marketing thing first of all because it's a good software thing. Like assuming 3D systems actually gets into, if not, yeah. they already have some metal printing technologies yeah. available. Then absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's it's enticing to companies, as Eugene said. It's costly to screw up. Yeah. But uh, but a three print is all about prototyping and the fastness, like efficiency of, you know, and I think it, it, it's. Andy, it, you still have much to learn. 
Uh, I think 3D printing is two parts. Yeah. So there is obviously design. Yeah. There's the prototyping and making sure you get the physical object. But in your hand. design can never be perfect in the first go. Oh yeah, you can't get it perfect. Yeah. But so if you simulate it, it can actually get better. Still not perfect. Well, yeah, they're never they're never said perfect. But first time right makes it sound like print the first time it's good. No, I, so when they like. You know, the design can't be perfect the first time. Yeah. I would argue design can never really be perfect. So that's one thing. Yeah. Um, what they're talking about first time right is manufacturing. Uh-huh. They want the process of manufacturing when you press that button to be yeah. able to walk away and come back every single time perfect. Yeah. You don't really want manufacturing to be a prototyping process. Does that make sense? Yes. So if you can simulate the manufacturing, make sure that angles are right, orientation's right, the part strength is right. Uh-huh. When they press that button and the machine starts printing, yeah. they don't deal with all the headaches of the print of the manufacturing going wrong. That's what they want to get right. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. So yeah, I do agree with you. Design will never be perfect. Mm-hmm. Like anyone that tells you I've designed a perfect thing, never believe them. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I don't think that, like if there was a perfect design, Apple would have gotten it with their iPhone already. And they're still, what is it, what version is it now? 13? 14? 12, 13, something like that. Proven, case in point. Yeah. Design won't be perfect. Okay, so like case in point, you literally can't get perfect design. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, this software package makes sense though, mm-hmm. especially for metal powder printing. Uh-huh. Like FDM is really cheap. Yeah. You load in your filament, it costs a couple cents, you screw up. Yeah. You restart. Yeah. Metal printing, totally different. See, when you metal print, the metal sticks to the plate. Yeah. And then it's got to be CNC ground flat again. Yep. Right? Also, the material. And then, because the chamber heats up, Mm -hmm. not all that material can be reused. So, you got to then put it through the filtering, recycling process to get rid of all that. Yep. And then now you have a technician there cleaning the machine the whole entire... Like, you don't want to mess up with with laser printing. You want to get it right the first time. Yeah. And that's why... The software when they say right first you know first time right yeah. solution i see that as yeah you know what for laser metal printing that needs to absolutely be done hmm. the hobbyist printers totally different scenario yeah. but for production use yeah yeah absolutely absolutely mm. so all really smart moves by all these companies i mean if this is what we're expected to see in 2021 i yeah. mean what well, we're at the end like beginning of q2 yeah right um, I'm excited to kind of see what's going on with the other manufacturers, HP and some of the big boys that are you know playing with the more interesting stuff. I mean, okay, these are all interesting. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm sure we'll see it at the end of the year. Um, I think we'll see it peppered throughout the year. Probably that. Yeah. yeah. I so, mean, usually companies they want to you know take the spotlight, right? After someone releases something, they want to release their product. Yeah, we're still going through COVID, so no True. CES. I mean, CES didn't really happen this year. But everything year. changed. It's always online now. Yeah, everything's like, online. They have this like PowerPoint or this very nice CGI. Or talking head. Or talking head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. um, that's all for this segment. I'm going to wrap yeah. this up because otherwise mm-hmm. we're going to go into like 40, you know, 40, 45 minute yep. territory. Um, but that's it for this, for this segment of yeah. Pink Chat. We're keeping an eye closely on the industry with regards to all the different things. Mm-hmm. We're also making uh, a whole bunch of different uh, scenarios. 
with regards to well, a whole bunch of different things. We're making a whole bunch of new products with regards to skills and cloud yeah. and making all that stuff. So uh, we'll do a follow up on all those things too, yeah. uh, as the as you know as things develop. Like whole slicing side of the world, yeah. that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, with regards to all the developments happening mm -hmm. as well, so maybe we'll do one on that. Uh, that's interesting. So I'm gonna wrap this up. You know, you wrap it up. I'm really bad at the outro stuff. Okay, so remember to subscribe, press the button uh, underneath our video, also the bell button next to it, so every time we release a new video that you'll be notified by YouTube to say that we released one. Um, we'll still be releasing these on Spotify, so you don't have Spotify and Anchor, so if you don't have time to actually watch us on YouTube, you can listen to our podcast on those channels as well. Just search up Tink, uh, Tink Chat. And I guess that's everything. I think so. Oh. Remember to comment. Yeah, leave us any comments. If there's anything with regards of interest to you guys, you guys yeah. wanting to wanting us to do a deep dive on, yeah, we'll try. Or just questions, when we'll just answer it in the next next segment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I think that's it. We'll sum that up. We'll yeah. see you guys next time. Bye. Okay. Bye.